Oh, perfect. Awesome. Hoshkel Denis. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. The finale. The season finale. (laughs) We're never going to record again. (laughs) I'm sitting here trying to reassure them like, no, we just mean the season. And you're like, goodbye forever. (laughs) I thought about that. I was like, we totally should have done something on April Fool's like that. Because we like, guys, we're canceling the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because we recorded on actually April 1st this year. Oh, we did. I was like, we totally had a missed opportunity where we could have been like, listen – Dang things it. have happened. It looks like we're not going to be around. Things blah, blah, blah. Have like, <laughs> <laughs> but we totally missed that because it's a lot. It's now the 24th. So it yeah, took, me, it took it. me 23 days to think of that. But it's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Oh, we'll yeah. never listen to this. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mama Cordy. Um, yeah, that's true. She probably won't, huh? She won't. But I'm okay with that. Yeah. She. She would not be. Well, into I don't. It. Yeah, I don't know if the same is true anymore. So now I feel like I am about mine. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I have to be like careful. <laughs> I think. I mean, not that I, not that. No, I know, I know. It's not it's like not this like, is. This is yeah. not a, like a let's vent about our parents podcast. So it's, you know what I mean. Like right. it's not like we would say anything, but no. um, yeah. Anyways, it's weird <laughs> when you know. There's something weird about knowing quote real life people like listen to you oh i know anytime somebody in my family or somebody that mm-hmm. i know in real life is like oh you have a podcast i know i'm like know. yeah well and it's but <laughs> like it's i mean as most podcasts are but you know it's a very niche thing like yeah i mean and I a lot of podcast s- content is very niche you know like there's a right. lot that are more general broad thank you that's what i was looking for um but i feel like a lot of them are very niche it's like hey here's how to be you know it's like there's medical ones and it's specific to you know because maybe it's hosted by like an er nurse so while maybe a lot of medical professionals could enjoy her thing er nurses are going to appreciate it the most right or like whatever you know right and we're talking about a specific tv show people who watch that tv show are going to enjoy it just like with our podcast yes ours is even more niche because it's not even an american tv show (laughs) right so most of the people in our real physical life i hate using the word real but you no, know, I know you guys you guys know, I know what i mean yeah i know you all are real all of you listeners are very real <laughs> and very special to us i just mean in like my physical i have actually interacted with them in, in person. person yeah um yeah but yeah so there's just something like even what was it when um oh when we were at when we were at your brother-in-law's birthday party that you couldn't come to. Yeah. And, and, and one of your nephews. Nephew. Yeah. I was like, he was talking about having a podcast. He's little, so he doesn't actually have one. But he was talking no. about like wanting to have one. Or if he He's did. funny. He wants it, everything. He has oh. a YouTube channel. He will, he wants to do a podcast. Well, the no, other no, no, one, no. This is this. This was. The second one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He has a YouTube channel now oh, too? yes. Now oh. he does. He's, oh, okay. He started. He's restarted. Okay. He was telling me all about it. It's a gaming channel, of course, because oh, it's my 2021 gosh. and uh-huh. what 12-year-old doesn't have a gaming channel? <laughs> well, and it was so funny because he's telling me how you and I should be using and good Lord, mm. I can't even remember the name of the app because I'm so not that cool. <laughs> but anyways, it's like a – I think it's – um. I think it's the app that they kind of started basing spaces on Twitter off of, like 
voice memoing and things. Oh, okay. Like, anyways, he's like, that's how you guys should podcast. And I was like, well, we have a pretty good system going. Like, yeah. we like what we have, but, you know, thanks. And then he was talking about, well, if he had a podcast, it would be about this and blah, blah, blah. And um, and I said, oh, okay, well, you'd have – somehow it came to the point where I was talking about, like, taking notes. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, I wouldn't need to take notes. I would just know everything I wanted to talk about. And I was like, well, you say that, but there's something about when you put headphones on and have a microphone in front of you, especially when you're first starting out, like, that you're going to forget stuff because you're yeah. focused so much on, you know, I mean, this comes a lot more naturally to you and I now because now we've been doing this two years. Like, yeah. But when we first sat down and we're, like, having a, a conversation with each other, especially you and I who don't mm-hmm. ever have conversations like this because we see each other in person. Right. To then have to, like, sit down and record it in a more, quote, professional setting, it took some getting used to. Like, it definitely did. To, you yeah. know, ease into it. So I'm trying to explain that to him. And he's like, oh, so do you and Ashley take notes for your podcast? And, of course, uh, two people are sitting there and they're like, you have a podcast? Uh-huh. And, and it was, you know, people I know, but not that it would ever be like, hey, listen to my podcast. Right. And so, of course, he starts, like, looking it up because he's like, that's so cool. You guys have a podcast. He's like, starts playing it, like, right there at the table. <laughs> Oh, it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, and it was our most recent episode at the time, which I which is when I had been really like sassy with the um with the episode description because okay. I was like, we're sprinkling our si- our favorite seasoning over everything, salt and petty, and like that's what he's like reading. <laughs> I was like ready to crawl under the table because oh then I'm like, now I have to explain what we even podcast about, like which. It takes a whole oh I know dissertation I know. of its own every time every time yeah but, I mean it's it's cool because people are usually very receptive to it and they're very like oh that's so cool. yes absolutely um <laughs> it's funny one of our church buddies he he found out and he like started looking looking it up mm-hmm. and he's like dang look at all those reviews you guys have <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> he was like really impressed so uh, funny so it's just it's cute the reactions that that some people have and it's funny because by now for us this feels very normal yes and it feels like it's just something we do now <laughs> yeah it is it's like literally a part of our lives so yeah so it's it's funny that it is a novelty that we host a podcast but mm-hmm. then when I think about it and I think of other podcasts that I listen to if I were to meet them or mm-hmm. like be able to interact with them I'd be like this is so cool I get <laughs> I get to I get to interact with the pod mm-hmm. the host of this podcast that I love yeah so I feel like I have to remember that some people feel that way about our podcast that's just such a it's i know because i'm like we're just kristen and ashley though like we're not but even though we have yeah you're right like boring i I mean we've literally spent seven minutes talking about how people react when they hear we have a podcast i know i'm sorry guys this is great a quality (laughs) content for you right here you know what's funny though people are always like we love when you're just chatting before the before the show and I'm like okay um but we don't do it every time because it just has if there's nothing for us to really be chatting about we don't want to force chit chat so right sometimes you'll get the chit chat other times we'll just dive right into the episode I know um, well in this episode speaking yeah speaking (laughs) of there like nothing happened Mm -hmm. until like the last second 
yeah. which was spoiled in the fragment, which I know is, you know, par for the course with DZs. But you'd think with a season finale, they'd at least not have done that because it's like, well, I know. we're it's... not going to get anything for two months. Like, you, you could have at least and left you that. Give us an empty hour and 43 minutes for mm-hmm. the last four minutes to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Stuff. And I have like a few theories about that too. Like, um, I don't think we have any housekeeping. Well, if we do, we'll get to it at the end. Um, okay. We can just start talking about the episode because – Yeah, yeah. Not that, like, like you said, there's not a whole lot to talk about. Um, but like here was my thing. I already went into this being like, okay, I need to be gracious because mm-hmm. they were juggling a lot. Number one, they had to push the episode by a week already because of all the people coming back positive on set for COVID. Right. That was my main thing coming into this episode. I was thinking, I don't even know who we're going to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or how much of them. Or if they're just going to abruptly disappear or yep. abruptly appear. Like, you yep. know, like Safi and Melo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, you know, they were – sure happened. They were clearly <laughs> meant to go with Idon and Ifair, but I'm guessing <laughs> then – then they didn't. <laughs> then they didn't and it was all of a sudden Ingen and Parole with yeah. them. So obviously that was a COVID switch out, like, right. you know, um, yeah. that Allie John and um, Elgene had to um, – Elgene or Elgene? I always forget which – which. Um, I don't know her real if name. It's, if it's Je or Che. I always forget which C it is. But anyways, so they were like at home quarantining, I believe, you know. So, okay. it, you know, stuff like that, I'm like, I'm not going to nitpick where it's like, well, how come they were the ones of that course. left? But then I – I do have a bone to pick, though, COVID or not, because I think we talked about this in our live episode, um, but how, like, we were kind of hoping for kind of like what they call a bottle episode here in the States. Mm. They could have spent, made it, like, one hour, hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, like, of just or mostly Edda and Serkan mm-hmm. at that camper because they already had that set up that was already part of the plan yeah and they could have been having like real conversation like i mean i know they like kind of were been asking for it for six months Kristen. yes like because uh, this was the perfect episode for that where mm-hmm. they could have really sat down and been like wow this is the first time we're actually getting to get away mm-hmm. this is the first time that you know, we're not going to be interrupted, like, maybe because, like, nobody knows where we are or something, um, you know, and that could have been the explanation why there's not a whole lot of other characters in the episode while right. they're all at home really actually making sure they don't have COVID or recovering from COVID. Yeah. And, excuse me, and then they could have really just, Edda could have really, like, been able to share about how hard it was for her, not only just during his amnesia, but during mm-hmm. the two months he was gone. They've yeah. never talked about that. No. And, you know, and Serkan can kind of talk about what – yeah, he was there with Celine and we don't really need to hear a lot about her. I don't want to hear a lot about her. Mm-hmm. But he could have talked about a lot of what was going through his mind and, like, the yeah. the fact that he always had this unsettled feeling or – you know what I mean? Like, that was well, obvious. They could have talked about the flashes that he was mm-hmm. getting. The, it, I do feel also it was a really big missed opportunity for that bag – with the the things that they wrote down. Yes. They could have just spent the whole episode doing that or they could mm-hmm. have used that as the uh, launching pad. Yes, mm-hmm. for these conversations. Mm-hmm. Because in real life, <laughs> again, 
Yeah, we I know. know we, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't expect that, all real life stuff. We know that. Right. But some stuff has to be at least a little bit relatable. If this isn't a total fantasy world, this is not Game of Thrones. This is not, you know what I mean? Where it's like all yep. human rules exi- cease to exist because you're living. It's all right. taking place in a universe that doesn't actually, you know, um, exist. Dizzy for Dizzy for Dizzy. Central <laughs> Kapama takes place. In Istanbul, a real mm-hmm. like you know, it's supposed to take place in modern day today. It's not, you know, right. there's not a huge fantasy aspect to it. So right, it's a relationship between two people, and when you have a relationship between two people, and I think especially in these types of contexts, like you don't really get to, you don't always get to see these hard conversations yep. on screen, mm-hmm. whether that's in a movie or a TV show. You might be able to in a book that might be a little bit more of a common thing, mm-hmm. but they really could have showcased communication, relational communication between a couple who has been through so, so much mm-hmm. and them just working through stuff because right. when you're in a relationship, you're going to have those moments where you got to sit down and work through some crap together. Mm-hmm. It, that's just the way that it is. Well, and there were a few different times that could have happened even with a couple of the things that happened in the episode. Like, um, you know, when – I mean, well, I'm guessing we're just going to kind of hop around and not really go in order, but – That's fine. With me. Like when whatever her name was, Puren – Purell, I kept calling her. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is nothing against that girl, the actual Mm -hmm. human being playing her. I'm sure she's lovely and wonderful. Right. Um, I think she's like an influencer of some sorts. Anyways. Okay. So we knew from the get-go she was only going to be around for an episode. Like, I I knew she was never going to be like a real problem. Right. However, we are 39 episodes into this show. We should not – like – at this point, I, and there were times, I will say, with, once watching it with subs, I did watch it live last week. Once watching mm-hmm. it with subs, there were a few things that I did kind of crack up at. Yeah. Um, because they were clearly, I think I told Ashley this last night. I was texting her while I was watching. We weren't discussing the episode. We don't usually do that because we save mm-hmm. it for the podcast. But what I did say was that this episode feels like it's an improvisation of a parody of an actual episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the best way to describe how this went. Yeah. Um, and so there were aspects of that that were funny because yeah, it's very clear, especially during like the quote, you know, movie or DZ film. I couldn't – I wasn't super clear if it was a movie or a DZ because at one point they're talking about episodes and turning it into a DZ because it would have 11 – ratings of 11, which I just thought was funny because they were yeah. clearly poking fun at, you know, the yes. industry, which of I appreciated. Course. Yes. And I loved how over the top the director guy was and he was like super dramatic and all this right. stuff. But he like adored Edda and was like, whatever you right. want. Your ideas are great and right. all this stuff. And then um, with Serkan, he's like, oh, he's got good cheekbones, a nice face. You, you're you going to be an actor. Which I actually really appreciated that. And I don't know if this was intentional or not. But typically in an industry like that, mm-hmm. it's the opposite. It's the woman who they're like – Oh, you're beautiful. You can be an actress, but they don't really take them seriously. Oh. Stand around and look pretty. Meanwhile, right. a man can literally just stand there and do nothing. And they'll be like, brilliant. You really just, you know, made this scene. It's this. Blah, blah, well, blah. Yeah, they they kind of uh, 
reverse the whole gender thing yes. with that. Yeah. Yes. Because he every time Edda had an idea, it was like brilliant. And he's like, mm-hmm. let's implement that. Let's this. And with Sarkon, he was basically like, do what I tell you. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so I did appreciate that. But, you know, and it was clear they were all having fun because there were times – Oh, yeah. Did you notice? Okay, the director's like assistant guy is Barack, their cameraman, one of their camera people. He kept laughing. Like he was – you could tell he was having so much fun. He was like breaking character and laughing. There were times when – The girl assistant too. Like Mm -hmm. when when Edda's like, I don't think a chair is enough. I think they should be separated by a table. She was like cracking up. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So that kind of stuff, I was thinking, okay, some of this must have just been improv and they were just like, Mm -hmm. go with it because they clear, like you said, they clearly were having a lot of fun. Yes. And I think sometimes with the way the director was being really over the top, I'm sure that was kind of um, creative liberty on his part Uh because the way people, if you pay attention before the camera cuts away, like the way a lot of the people in the scene react. They're breaking. It's the actors, not the characters. Yeah. (laughs) Even at one point. When Sarah Khan's like, is he talking about me? Yeah. I'm almost positive that was Karem and not Sarah Khan. Like, there were a few times where I was like, is this Karem sneaking uh-huh. out right here? Well, at one point, too. Okay, the other thing I wanted to point out. I loved – I was like, you know, this kind of showcases really, again, that he's a really great actor and has a lot of range, which you don't necessarily get to see in a rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've seen a couple of his other ones where you get to see his more really emotional, right? you know, that kind of stuff. Anyway, the drama. The drama. Of acting, yeah. Sure. Um, and so it was funny though because um, what there was – I was thinking like at one point, okay, this is Karem <laughs> acting like Serkan, having to act like he can't act. Yeah. But really, that proves how good Karem is at right. acting. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have some some talent to pull uh-huh. something like that off. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I enjoyed that. There were a few times where I was like, okay, Denise is leaping out again. His Ina Ina character, like when oh, he did that okay. eyebrow raise, that like one single <laughs> eyebrow raise in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, I felt like a. It just felt like a weird flash to his other show, but. Um, you know, which makes sense because obviously they're all infusion. He's going to have himself infused in a right. little bit of every one of his characters and all that. But like, w- and during that scene too, when he has to turn to Edda to be like, she's the love of my life. And he's like squinting, really? <laughs> I was like, what is he doing? I was laughing pretty hard at yes, that stuff. <laughs> me too. So I did, I did enjoy that. Um, what I did not enjoy is how basically that whole arc was dragged out for the whole episode. Oh, my gosh. The and entire I don't, episode. And I don't know if that was part of the original plan or not or if it was supposed to be nixed a little earlier. But maybe it was like, well, now she's – Well, we need more content. Yeah, like we need more content. And she's not as connected to the rest of the cast. So I'm guessing she didn't really have to um, like quarantine as much or anything like that because she, you know, she's not on set with all of them all the time. So yeah, I'm wondering she was if, really only around uh, Hyundai and Karem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking that made her a little bit safer as far as COVID stuff goes. Right. Um, so I don't know if they then had to kind of drag that plot out for the entire episode. Um, so I wasn't a fan of that. But I understand mm. why if they needed to drag it out. Again, though, my beef is we're, we're past this stuff. Like, we've already – like, yeah. it, like – Okay, Edda Edda is technically the one 
it was, I will say in air quotes, you know, it was, quote, her fault because she drew that paper and then was like, oh, acting, you're going to act and kind of like forced Sarah Khan into it because right. that's on the paper. Um, Which then led to, of course, this girl being like, oh, I don't know this man, but I'm going to kiss him so well that he forgets the love of his life. Like, you know, it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And I was like, wait, okay, this was a much milder, obviously, mm-hmm. version of Balja, though. Balja oh, was yeah. technically brought in by Edda because she was like, no, you're, I'm picking out. Oh, here we go. This is who I'm picking. She picked her resume. She hired mm-hmm. her, all that. And then it led to, you know, all that crap. Right. And this was, you know, a much more condensed version of that. This was something Edda basically was the um, the reason mm-hmm. this girl even entered their lives because she didn't just let Sarah Khan refuse to act in the show right it was like you have to do something you said you'd never do um you know and she pushed on that so it's like again this was something else that technically happened because of edda and then edda has to be you know and i will say she was more like possessive than jealous Mm -hmm. i know she don't i don't think there was ever a point where she was like you know she's gonna steal him from me because there it seemed like she was just making her claim Clear. Yeah, she's like because unlike unlike with Balja, they are together in this right. arc. You know, they weren't technically together during the Balja stuff. Most of it, right? Um, you know, so obviously there's differences, but I was just kind of like, really, like there's other plots that could have been recycled for the sake of just having content for a show where you didn't have most of your cast and you probably had a skeleton crew, right? But yeah. again, it was already a shorter than normal episode, so why not just – and we it had to air at like 11 p.m., so why not only make it like an hour long and, again, do something like we talked about where it's just kind of mostly them at the camper having some tough conversations, tough but necessary conversations. Yeah, it's so interesting because they they seem to really be trying to get back into the rom-com side of things like that seems to be the main Mm -hmm. aim of what they've been writing Mm -hmm. and while on one hand I appreciate that and it is funny and it's entertaining on the other hand it doesn't have to all be silly and ridiculous right and that really seems to be the the way that they're trying to push things is like oh let's just be silly and ridiculous because everybody's mad because they're saying it's what happened to the rom-com what happened to the rom-com okay so it seems like there have well we can get to that in a minute Mm -hmm. but it just seems like there are two extremes with this show as Mm -hmm. of the last 10 episodes right where we're either deep into this really serious <laughs> drama yeah. with these like outrageous tropes of amnesia and a plane crash and all this stuff <laughs> or we're super silly and it's like um what's what's the word i'm thinking that's like a type of comedy uh, uh not like slapstick, slapstick. Oh. yeah but you know slapstick comedy has that more ridiculous outrageous aspect yeah more like three stooges and silly yes abbott costello and it it seems to be one or the other it's either really heavy serious drama where everybody is crying and the world is horrible or it's like oh look at this silly ridiculousness everybody's acting like they they forgot who serkan was but angan really did get hypnotized like it just feels like 
there isn't a middle ground when yes. we really could be doing much better in a middle ground because this show is a dramedy. It's yes, yes, it's a rom com, but we've talked many, many, many times about how it is a dramedy as well. There are those darker aspects. There mm-hmm. are the more dramatic aspects, and it, it, I don't know. You you can do you can say what what you were gonna what you were gearing up about the whole what happened to the rom com, because uh, yeah, I I just feel like it's weird. Because they can't seem to find middle ground. Yeah. I, and we could have easily done middle ground. Yes. With this episode and with it being a bottle up and made it a bottle episode, like you said. Yeah. We're both coughing at the same time. I was just going to say, we both just <laughs> muted our mics to cough. So sorry about that. Um, yeah. Like as soon as you said what happened to the rom com, Ashley saw my face and knew I had things to say because. Because it's every. <sighs> How many times have you seen that? How right. I've times? I've been seeing it a lot. And the thing mm-hmm. is, is I'm like, okay, I what what are you talking about? Because even from the get-go, last summer, episodes one through the ones that really truly aired through the summer were uh-huh. like one through eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Like I'll say you know, the episodes from July to September were true like summer episodes because yeah. it was summertime. Okay. Yeah, those were great examples of like, especially those really early ones, of drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. But it was never just a light rom-com. I mean, from the get-go, we know this girl no. is an orphan. She's who, crying in like the first 10 minutes of right, the first episode. Right. She, you know, she's an orphan who lost her scholarship, Um, who, you know – Basically, her life kind of started falling apart when she lost that scholarship because all yeah. of her future plans kind of went to the crapper. Yeah. Um, you know, and she needed a little bit of tough love even, which she ends up getting from Sarakon, who's like, okay, but how long are you going to use this as a crutch? At some point, you just need to like basically play the hand you're being dealt and right. do what you got to do. Right. Like, you know, to make your dreams come true, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have this, you know, she has a claustrophobic event in the airplane that he – sit you know that he breathes through with her yeah um you know and yes but there were also funny aspects like the fact that they were like that she handcuffed herself to him right you know and then they had to drive around for the afternoon like that and make it work as basically two complete strangers yep and you know and they had this bickering and all this stuff you know we already see that banter starting back and forth which was the comedy aspect of this yeah so you know i feel like it was never truly a quote light rom-com i agree um which and i like i like that about it because as you guys mostly know yes. i love angst so if my mm-hmm. if i'm gonna laugh but also could be in tears like a few minutes later i i enjoy that like i know it's probably whiplash for some people and i can totally understand and respect that right um my thing is just like I understand being like, hey, especially from like 29 to 36, being like, where the heck is our rom-com? Because there wasn't hardly any com or rom in those episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was all drum. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so I do understand that. But um, yeah, this whole like, I'm like, what what are people talking about when they say like they miss their light, fun rom-com? It was never just light and fun. There were right. light and fun things like Drain the Pool, an episode. That is hilarious. Of course. Like, you know, um, but 
there's also some more dramatic aspects in that, you know, in that yeah, episode as well. you have to well. think of the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. You can't just take bits and pieces and the fact that there are funny moments. There are funny moments even in the darkest of shows. Yes, absolutely. But that doesn't mean that it's a comedy. No, I mean – You know what I mean? Marashla just had – I won't go into detail since you're not caught up, but in episode 14, which just aired, there was like a <clears> – sorry – um. There was like a, okay, well, what did you have pictured for this? And they each kind of list a scenario they had in mind for something. Mm-hmm. And each of them, it's really funny. And I was laughing the entire time at both of them. And that show is in no way, shape, or form a comedy. No. Like, <laughs> at all. But, right. you know, so you're right. There are comedic aspects in every show. Yeah. Um, Even if they're far and few between in some of them but anyways right. Breaking all that- Bad is like one of the darkest shows that I've mm-hmm. ever seen and there were moments when I was laughing out loud oh totally it's funny mm-hmm. so it it's I just feel like we have to get away unless it's a sitcom or mm-hmm. I, I yeah unless it's even with a sitcom geez, but yeah it's like even sitcoms have moments yeah i mean like so, friends friends is a great example and like monica and chandler wound up with fertility issues and were like really sad that they couldn't get pregnant and all this right. you know what i mean like it wasn't yeah. the overall arc of the show right but it was definitely a present plot for a little while like right. you know yeah so i feel like we have to just try like, we need to try to not be so narrow-minded mm-hmm. and to think of storytelling that it can only be one thing. Right. Because that's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, it, there's probably going to be angst in the summer season. Right. I don't know how much, but there probably is going to be some. And it's not going to take away from the moments of comedy that we will get, you know, right. or hopefully it doesn't. Yeah. Um, as long – there's just – there's just a balance to be found. And I just don't want anyone to be like, oh, if there's angsty moments, my rom-com is ruined. Because that's not necessarily true. Right. Because right. as long as we don't have a repeat of the 30s, yeah. I think I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, all that to be said, I I I can understand why a lot of people appreciated things like the, the, um, the whole murder mystery thing from last episode. Mm-hmm. But again, another bone to pick with that. Okay. I understand, again, weird filming constraints. They probably couldn't fully finish out that storyline. Mm-hmm. So that it was – we had to be told rather than see, which is – in yeah. this case, is fine. It's fine. Right, right, right. However, it would have taken the exact same amount of effort to tell us that it was not real, mm-hmm. that it was actually just a, a fun thing that Sarkon had planned because he wanted to have a good time. Because right. I'm Because I'm sorry, you guys. Again, I know we said this last week. In no world would Serkan Bolat see the lives of the people he loves in danger by having guns pointed at them mm-hmm. and chuckle and smile. Yeah. yeah. There's just no way. His pregnant friend and her husband. Yeah. The love of his life that they have finally just found and got each other back. Uh-huh. Like, uh, no. And he's just cavalier about it. No, and I'm sorry, you can't even blame that on the brain brain tumor because he's not like, and I don't know, maybe they will, but I just don't. I know it's it's it could have just as easily been told to us that it was like a a thing that was it was a setup, like it was a yeah. fun 
elaborate role-playing game. Yeah. And it's it, it was just another miss. It yeah. was just another miss. Yep. Because instead so, they made it this thing that was like, thank God the cops showed up when they didn't. And I'm know. like, are we for that, real right now? Are we really <laughs> making this true? I I know. I was shocked. Okay. Okay. Also, what is the whole rule thing? Did okay. I miss that at the beginning? I thought so too. I was so confused. Okay. So I think, again, this would have worked just as well had it been an elaborate game that Sarah Khan set up and just didn't tell anyone about. But basically, she's like, how I took it, because our sweet angel subtitling um, friend, uh, 39 wasn't out yet, so we couldn't watch it with right, right. Um, good subs, but mm-hmm. before recording. So what I understood <laughs> was basically, she's like, no, you're, I'm like mad at you. You almost got us killed. Like, no intimacy, okay. no this, no that, like okay. bad things happen kind of a thing. Um, okay. But again, she could have been like, no, I'm mad at you. You set up that whole thing and it was a giant prank. Like, you yeah. you scared me and you this and you that. So no, no kisses for you. No this for you. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, we still could have done the whole, like, no touching thing. Right. Oh. And it could have played into a conversation. <laughs> yes. It could have put. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because if we're not being physically intimate, we can be emotionally intimate mm-hmm. instead. And we we got – these tiny tastes, like, but then they didn't really get to go anywhere. And again, that there could have been more of a plan for that. Like when they're when he brings up his brother, yeah. um, you know, maybe there was supposed to be more to that. And then it was like, oh, oh crap, you know, now we've got this wrench thrown at us. Although I'm like, yeah. well, that conversation really only required him and Edda. So yeah. like I feel like we could have gone more with that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and but maybe it was just meant to be a little like foundation being laid and we'll get more into that in the summer season right um yeah maybe you know so again though just seeing like okay i i know these things i know you guys are capable of making this happen right we had the whole scene in the cabin i'm gonna go back to that one because Mm -hmm. that scene was so potent it was emotional Mm -hmm. it was this conversation they really needed to have so they obviously can do it even the scene when they are throwing the bottles into the ocean Mm -hmm. it was like suddenly we had Sarkon and Edda having like talking about real stuff again and then there were these implications about his illness and the tone of what he wrote in his bottle so we know that they can do it We know that it's in there mm-hmm. and it's just hard. I think probably it's hard for us in particular because of the kind of storytelling that we enjoy. Right. I'm sure that other people could be just as happy with the silly things and yeah. not having the serious conversations and the more the, – the moments that might feel a little bit more meaningful, more – a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for us in particular, you know, especially with love stories, we want our feelings, we want our hearts to be like shredded. Yes, <laughs> yes. We want to feel all the feelings. Yes. And so scenes like – when they're talking about what they wrote in their bottles, those really lend themselves better to that type of a mood and that type of a tone in mm-hmm. the show. So they 
again, they clearly can do it. It's hearkening back to his brother. Right. It's calling back to these things. Um, but then there was just kind of fluff mm-hmm. for the rest of it. So yeah. it felt like it cheapened it a little, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and, you know, full dis- – I mean, full disclosure, I'll be completely honest. I – and I told Ashley this. I loved how many of you guys were like ta- – whether it was the Facebook group I or know. Twitter or Instagram who were like, oh, my gosh, when the fragment for this came out because they were mm-hmm. – you know, we didn't see the whole bottles. scene, but they're throwing the bottles that clearly had notes in them. And everyone was like tagging us. And I was like, gosh, I love that people know us so well. Like that they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but again, full we'll be completely honest. I both know. Ashley Sorry, and I guys. were like, but if Aisha didn't write it, we don't want it. Like I know. <laughs> because I was that like, I was like, Kristen, I can't even be excited about the bottle throwing. <laughs> yeah. Now on its own, in a whole separate thing, if it was really just a like, hey, this is something my brother and I talked about, like, sure. On its in on its as its own independent thing, I can mm-hmm. appreciate what that scene was because it was yes. one of the it was one of the few like you said like real moments. It felt like we got between them. Yes. Um, where you know he's talking about something he's normally more reserved and shut down about, and so I did love yeah. that, but not in I relation agree. to the Aisha bottles that you guys all at this point know about because you know she's she you know she didn't write this episode so and this isn't against the writers that are writing it no no it's just that it was like well I can't appreciate it in that sense because I'm like right I don't want if it was meant to be a callback I don't want someone else calling back to something she wrote in an entirely different show right you know it's one thing for them to call back on something within this show because they have to it's you know what i mean like when they when they call back to the little prince or when they call back Mm -hmm. to you know i'm trying to think of other stuff like you know when they made sure when they made sure that when edda proposed in episode uh episode 26 um you know that it was their rings you know which and i appreciated that so much but yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't really want to call back to an entire to a different show that was written by the original writer from right. different writers, you know. Right. So I had to look at that scene as something entirely independent yep, of me that too. to be able to appreciate what that scene was. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yep. No, totally. And 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 doing so made me enjoy it a lot more. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. <laughs> Where, absolutely. Well, I wasn't trying to extract some sort of connection. Because yes. it's it's not her so right. Right. there isn't going to be a connection and that's right. totally okay right. like this could this obviously was just a moment in mm-hmm. and of itself with that these writers wanted to create because of the health thing that's going on with Serkan mm-hmm. because of his brother you know it it was meaningful enough Yes. The way that they wrote it and the way that it was presented. That's so. a really great way to put it. It was. Because, um, you know, neither Air Kenji Kush or Senchal Kapama mm-hmm. are the first shows to implement people throwing bottles no. with, you know, meaningful notes written into the water. So, yeah. It's, in, yeah. It's an age old. <laughs> yes. I don't know that it's called a trope, but it's a, you know, right. storytelling device, you know. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I think we can appreciate that independent and just what it was meant to be for Edda and Serkan. Exactly, exactly. Um, so speaking of his illness, can we also talk about my other bone to pick? Mm-hmm. I understand his um 
I understand the like maybe not wanting to say something right away kind of I mean not really because I'm like listen this is your life partner and again I've said I haven't been dealt life-altering news but if I was told by my doctor that I had some type of very like potentially um, potentially deadly Uh life-altering illness yes I would not want to just run and shout that from the mountaintops and like tell everyone I know no but but wouldn't Jason would person? yes uh huh Jason would be the very first person uh-huh. and assuming he's not sitting in that office with me already at that right. appointment right so because if I got a phone call just from a regular checkup that was like hey we need you to come back in because we found something very serious yep I'd be like I need you to take off of work and come with me because I feel like they're gonna give me really bad news yeah you know what I mean yeah um and and that's not always possible so. Even if I did have to wind up going myself, right. he's still one of the first people I would tell. So I personally can't connect with not telling Edda. I can totally connect with not wanting to tell the rest of your family and friends right away. Sure. And being like, look, I this is already enough to wrap my head around. Right. I want us to kind of navigate and figure this out before before or we tell we everyone. Tell yep. Because then that is, I understand this part, is that mm-hmm. is everything becomes about that then. Yep. The first thing I people agree. are going to ask you, the first thing people are going to want to talk about with you is how are you doing? How are you yes. feeling? What did the doctor say? Any changes, any improvements, any yep. that, you know? And I get yep. not wanting your whole life to become all consumed by that. Right. Um, you want to be you, not the illness that you've been diagnosed with. Right. Yeah. So I do get that. But I was like, we're we're past this point where he's keeping stuff from her for this long. Like, I do appreciate that he yeah. did say – when they draw the caravan paper and she's like, you're not going to do that. And he's like, yes, we are. We're going to go get one right now. And she's like, mm-hmm. what the heck? And he's like, yeah, let's run away. Let's go off to Ege, I think. And she's like, well, funnily enough, being the more logical one in this mm-hmm. particular situation, the role reversal, um, which I, I can appreciate the, the not irony, but irony in that. Yeah, in yeah. That, this is even giving him more – Edda was already the one that kind of turned his world upside down and give him perspective on life being more than just rigid work and logic. Mm-hmm. But then this diagnosis even more so is helping him prioritize what's really important. And so yeah. I love that he's like, yeah, let's just go buy an RV and go do this. And she's like, yeah, why don't we like test it out here locally for a couple mm-hmm. days and see if we even like this, you know? It's just funny that – she would have been the one that's more like, let's go off and do this. And he would have right. been like, what the heck are you talking about? So I did we again. Have work. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that there was that role reversal there with that. Um, yeah. Because it shows that they balance each other out. Yes. And that, you know, he's rubbed off on her in a good way where he has brought more like logic and um, maybe stopping to think every now and again mm-hmm. into her life and she has clearly brought more you know spontaneity. more spontaneity in his yeah so anyhow um you know but so i appreciate that they were like hey they had him say like okay well when we're together and it's just us i want it to be just us. i have something i need to talk to you about you know and it doesn't have to right. do with work but then but he, then it they yeah. drag it out they drag and then it out. He's not even the one to say it, and that, she has to find the papers. That, that is what pissed me off. Part. Because yeah. you could have ended this season with him being like, "Edda, okay, let's sit down. 
I need to tell you something. Yes. And they could have just ended it right there with right. him being or he like, I could have just handed her the paper. Or, you know what I mean? There are so yep. many other options. Yep. And part of me is the, the part that's really being very gracious <laughs> is like, okay, I understand maybe you could argue that because of everything that they've been through mm-hmm. with his memory loss mm-hmm. and because we know who Serkan is as a person who is always afraid of people leaving him behind mm-hmm. and being abandoned you could potentially if you really wanted to say that his fear of losing Edda is what stopped him from telling her right however i am firmly on your side that any little thing I mean, I have chronic health issues and mm-hmm. anytime I see the doctor, I the first thing I do is I tell Eric what's going on and yeah. how the visit went and how all this stuff is going. Um, and so it's just really hard to believe that any kind of health situation, especially especially with Sarah Khan because mm-hmm. he's so health conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, maybe he needs a data process by himself. Yes. I, I would absolutely give him that. Mm-hmm. But this has been dragged on for so long. And then they chose, they chose mm-hmm. to have Sarah Khan not even be the one to tell her. Yep. What is that going to do to the trust between yep. the two of them? Yep. It's going to absolutely ruin it because now she knows that she that he has been keeping this from her and she's been asking him how many times. She Listen, has I asked him am enjoying out. Yep, I'm enjoying this. Like this is but this is I'm a little concerned about why all of the sudden and then they actually had him flat out lie to her and say, mm-hmm. I'm not – that was the tipping point yep. for me. I'm not keeping anything from you. I love you. I love you so much and I've just really realized after everything we've been through that where my priorities need to lie and what's important – and, and she knows him well enough to know mm-hmm. that there's something going on. Yes. That's the kicker too. Yep. It's like they are so made for each other. Mm-hmm. They vibe together so perfectly well. Yep. But you're going to have him lie to her face and then not be the one to tell her that he could potentially be dying. Which really? Already, that's the choice you're going to yep. make right and now? And we already went through this. And we he did. already saw the repercussions of not not being the one to tell her about her parents and and – dragging that out to where he wasn't even the one to tell her oh that's so a great to me, point so to me i'm like you already learned this lesson there's literally yeah you zero, better believe he would there's no excuse again exactly yeah. there's no excuse for this what yeah. they i if they were gonna drag it out like this what they could have done like i said is the end of the episode could have been just as dramatic mm-hmm. if they had him holding the envelope of scans yep. and saying okay i really need to tell you something mm-hmm and then, boom, end of episode. Yeah. Like, that yeah. would have been just as dramatic and have yeah. it end on her face. Like, maybe she looks down and sees the scans and knows something bad's about to happen and you yeah. see the despair on her face. And then, boom, mm-hmm. cut scene, the end. And then yeah. that's still a cliffhanger for right. the next, you know, month and a half, two months until and, we get new episodes. And it doesn't potentially ruin the foundation of their relationship. Right. We Again, we are past this. Yep. yep. They have already been through so much. Mm-hmm. And this should not be. It's such. It's such like a basic i guess i'll use the word foundational again mm-hmm. aspect of their relationship for 
them to be willing to communicate with each other right on a basic level about something that is this serious yeah this could rock everything between them. yeah and, and how crappy why at this point are we doing something like that and also it puts edda in a really crappy spot because yep. if if she's like oh, okay great so i still can't trust you after all this time but also the person she loves could potentially be dying. Right. Then she's going to feel like a jerk for like being yeah. mad or feel like she's not allowed to be mad because this is what he's going through. Right. But she's also going through it and she does have every right to be upset that he didn't tell her and that she had to stumble oh, yeah. upon these papers. The, the, only, the, the only saving grace I could see here is the fact that the papers were there in the RV with them. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, is evidence of his intent to want to tell her. Yeah. Because, you know, why would I bring them with me in on a camping trip where you could easily find them if I didn't want to tell you? Right. So I that could be the one saving grace here versus the parent thing. There wasn't really a whole lot of proof that he wanted to tell her. Um because he hadn't for seven episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, that's what's different here is like, well, the papers were here and you purposely brought them with you. Right. You, I didn't just find these on the kitchen counter at your apartment, you know. Right. Um, so that could be the saving grace. But, you know. He that still He still lied to her. But he still lied to her and said, I'm not keeping something from you. Yeah. And that kills me. I'm like, why did we have to have him say that? Why? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, now again, she's in a crappy spot because I – I don't think she's going to abandon him while he's fighting this. No, of course But at not. the same time, she's now going to have to deal with like, I can't even trust you that you're going to always tell me what's going on because like yeah. we've been we've been down this road before and you clearly didn't learn your lesson because then you kept this from me again. And both of these things were very life-altering pieces of information mm -hmm. that affect me, yeah. not just you. And um, they could have easily had him say – Look, yes, there's something going on. I can't – I'm not quite ready to tell you, but I will tell you, I promise, mm -hmm. because I love you because of all of these things. Yes. It yep. didn't have to be him lying. He yeah. could have – that that happens. Sometimes you need time to figure out how you're going to say something. Absolutely. I'm very much that way. I have to mull things over. I have to really process it myself before I can figure out how to get it out of my mouth to somebody. Yep. So that's perfectly – it's a very logical and it would have been a very reasonable thing for him to do to say, look, you're right. You know me so well. I, I love you. You obviously can tell there's something going on mm -hmm. and I will tell you and I want to tell you, but I need a little bit more time. Exactly. What's wrong with that? Right. What's wrong with that? Mm -hmm. So that paired with, again, this whole dragged out thing of Purin where it's like we're – yeah. Like it did produce some comedic moments like I said. Mm -hmm. Like you know when she's when she's acting his manager when they're having to film inside the company. Right. And you know she's like, "Oh, I think we need we need a symbolic and metaphorical, you know, um thing keeping them apart you know mm -hmm. this chair between them to show the distance that really is there yeah. it was a good it was a good you know laugh at mm -hmm. how you know in storytelling you need to use actual tangible devices right to represent something you can't see with your eyes mm -hmm. um but also while being a plot piece to show her possessiveness slash kind of jealousy of like yeah right. get this woman socially distant from my man right. um 
<laughs> and then the funny the funny aspect when they're trying to do it and Purin's like I the, seriously I can't act like that. and even she looked like she broke character a little bit because she kind of started right. laughing yes, like is this did. really you know like is this really how it's supposed to be look how ridiculous this looks like yes um, and then their little moment with the microphone when yes he, and when he's like he reacts like is that, I think we watched the same subs because they were like is he's like is the microphone supposed to be so close to the booty yeah <laughs> I was like booty they really that. And then she's like, let me check. And then clearly she must yeah. do because he like she's does like that jump. Him. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, not that I can blame her. We've seen we've seen those cakes before. Mm-hmm. So. And he has an excellent tailor. So listen. <laughs> he and Barack, I'm pretty sure, have the same one. Barack Denise. In this, in this last episode of Marashla, I was like, those are some nicely tailored pants, sir. Oh man! (laughs) So, so there was some nice comedy. Yes, that Mm -hmm. was that was brought in by her character. But again, it was like to (laughs) I don't know at at what cost. I guess. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you know, again, I'd be. I mean, maybe maybe this does sound like we're tearing it apart, but I'd be tearing it apart a lot more if we weren't aware of, again, the circumstances. Yeah. I just was bummed to see that I thought there were some missed opportunities that actually would have been perfect for a skeleton cast and crew. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But for the most part, I know they just kind of had to push the episode out. Although I did mm. see I did see someone tweet um, and, you know, and they said like, look, I don't, you know, I, I'm in like the industry, but I don't make like movies and DZs and things like mm-hmm. that. But – they could have technically ended 38 and just been like, that's the season finale. Let's just call it. They, because yeah, that was true. a cliffhanger type of ending. It was. And you know what I mean? And they could have just filmed once everyone was like, you know, negative for COVID and all that. Mm-hmm. They could have filmed a quick conclusion to that and just saved it for whenever they do the premiere just so we get the finishing of that storyline or again just left it at that and at the season premiere be like oh yeah remember when Sarah set up that stupid murder game like three months ago ha 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 Mm -hmm. you know like yeah and again could have so because it 38 was a full complete episode you know it did have the first part where they're just getting to enjoy being together and the emotion and all of that and their commitment um of you know they get their tattoos he mm-hmm. doesn't want to be apart from her they're being both a you know emotionally and physically intimate all this stuff yeah and then him kind of getting that bad news and then being like okay i want to do stuff i want to like start scratching stuff off my bucket list yeah like that was that could have been a good emergency season finale yeah it really more could so than 39 and then they could have just been like okay cool everyone just be home and chill and get better and let's Rather just not. than because they already desperately had desperately sp- trying to yep. throw content right. together and yeah. Well, and then too, they brought Savashi back, so it's not like Fox didn't have a DZ to fill that time slot because we right. had our finale had to air at 11 p.m. in Turkey. Mm, yeah, because yeah. of that. So it's right. not like well, we need something to fill the time slot, so we need an episode. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was more like now we have to fit this episode into the time slot. So. 
Yeah. I Again, this is where I would love to, like, be able to pick the brain of a DZ industry professional mm-hmm. to, to be like, so what goes into that decision? Like, how come you couldn't just be like, well, let's call it 38 was the finale. We'll see you guys in June. We love you. Right. Is that a network decision? Is it a right. production decision? Who's the one who ha- has the final call? Like, maybe Fox was like, no, you need to put an episode out. Right. Who knows? Right. We We obviously don't see that aspect of it no but yeah so i thought that was a really good point that someone made like yeah it's true they could have just been like well 38 was the finale you guys sorry and for the most part because of covid stuff most it would suck yeah but people would understand like yep this isn't these aren't regular times so no um, yeah you know but anyways i yeah i'm trying to find any other i know i I think the only thing we haven't well, one of the only things we haven't really talked about is the Angan and Pearl thing that went on the entire episode with the the gender of the baby. Yeah, and they're going to have a girl, right? When it all comes down to it, they're having yeah, a girl. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> like, what I wrote. I wrote – It's like 45 minutes of yeah. content and then it's like, oh, they're yeah. going to have a girl and they're both really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And again, I can appreciate that maybe since they were available, it was like, well, we got to right. stretch your whole gender thing for your kid because we yes. got nothing else. So honestly, right. I, I wasn't mad about it because it was oh, like – me either. You know, but yeah, what it all boiled down to is they're trying to find all these home remedy ways of – figuring out what they're having and then eventually they the day have the before old, their appointment yeah they can't wait one more day and so it's this whole you know goofy stuff of them trying to figure it out but then yeah they're gonna have a girl and they're both very excited about it congratulations yeah. um i don finally is like okay come on i'll give you a chance and you know what i kind of yeah. liked that scene where she's like because he's like you know we could be this could be like it was this could this could be the old us right. and she's like no i she basically says something along the lines of like no, we can't. I can't mm-hmm. do that. And he and he kind of gets defeat def, this right. defeated look on his face. And she's like, "But we could be a new version of Idon and Kimmel. Like, yeah. Like, let's start. Let's turn a fresh page. Let's not try to recapture the old what we had, but let's start something new." And it's really cute. He like kisses the top of her head and puts his arm around her. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, still though, she's not really telling Sarahcom what's going on when they wind up running into him later. Which I for still whatever what reason we still don't know. We still don't know. <laughs> like, just stink and tell him already. I know. Um, he's not. He's not an idiot either. He's no. gonna figure out that there's something going on. Yeah. And he likely already has. Right. Well, yeah, he's – yeah, exactly. He's not stupid. Like, no. he's now seen them together a few different times. He's – it's going to be very clear they knew each other outside of him starting to partner with the company. Yeah. Um, you know, so that – and then I did laugh at the whole – it was so ridiculous because I was like, if they make this hypnosis thing real, where Edda oh, actually gets I hypnotized, I was like, she literally grew up with her aunt and she – so she knows, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, the only person I would believe that is if her aunt had actually finally done it. Because she she got close a few times, but then Mela right. would always, like, interrupt and break yes. the spell or whatever. Um, so this girl being like, look at my necklace. <laughs> um, so I was like, Edda better just be fooling her. So I was very happy when it was like, oh, yeah, she was just going along to prove how psycho this girl is, number one. Like, look how far she's trying to go to make me forget you so that she can yeah, have you. seriously. And then iFair recognized what was going on when they were – because they all show up at that restaurant. So she kind of gets that group to go in on it with them. And once that was revealed, I was like – because it took me a second to realize, wait, so they're – oh, so they're all hypnotized. Uh And then I was thinking, oh, well, 
can that really happen? And then, of mm-hmm. course, it's, they start laughing. And I was like, okay, that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> yep. like I, I love their characters for all just hopping on and yes. playing along with it. Except for Angan, who how, really did get hypnotized. Right. But, like, how ridiculous they were being. And Idon's like, who is this man calling me mom? This grown man. <laughs> yeah. I'm too young. And then oh after they're, after she tries to fix them and Ed is like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> So, so funny. It was it that I did like that moment, and it was yes. I appreciated it subtitled much more than I did live, mm-hmm. and yeah, because again, something that could have led to more. Because you know when everyone kind of dissipates and leaves, it's just Ed and Zircon, right? And you know, and she's like, "So, how did that feel?" Like, and he's like, "Well, oh, it, I know." And he's like, "Well, it felt really crappy. I hated it." And she's like, "Yeah, I had to endure that for months, uh-huh. like." And instead Again, he, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and they could have sat there in that restaurant and kind of like dissected oh. it a little more, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like you guys, you 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 started it. Uh huh. Why don't Why don't you finish it? Uh-huh. Why don't you finish this conversation? Yeah. Have them go back to the motorhome and make some chai and have a good conversation. Like it's right there in front yeah. of you. Which then could have again led into. Well, since we're talking about, you know, some really yes. heavy stuff, like I, I have something, I, I, have something I need to tell you. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, those are my those are my little bones to pick because it was like, I feel like this could have been done COVID or not. These these yeah. are things that could have happened because they only really require a dense aircon. Yeah. Um, I do but, have one thing I want to complain about in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because this has been a theme uh-huh. for the last however many episodes. Can we please stop with the hormone jokes with Perot? Oh my like, gosh. Yes. Men, first of all, men also have hormones. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mm-hmm. you don't ever hear anybody making fun of them with their testosterone. Yep. Second of all, a woman Unless is it's not an excuse. Just, unless it's an excuse right, for like, right. you know. Yeah. But – a, a woman is not just her hormones when she's pregnant. Yes, your hormones are uh, different when you're pregnant. You are ha- experiencing things a little bit differently and mm-hmm. a little bit more. But the fact is that she's not going to be ruled all the time every day by her hormones like they've mm-hmm. been acting. And it just is kind of – it feels insulting. Yes, it does. For this to be this point of – what's supposed to be comedy right. in this show. And it's like – and especially because it's Pearl. Because she has always been this steady, strong, hardworking woman mm-hmm. who is dedicated to her work. And then she falls in love with Angan and they're really happy together. And then suddenly it's like she's on the fritz and mm-hmm. she can't control anything and we don't know who she is anymore. I mean, it's calmed down a lot over the last yes. few episodes. Yes. Thank God. But – it's still really insulting where they're yeah. still having her say stuff like my hormones blah 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 it's like okay can you mm-hmm. just can you just stop like she she's allowed to be irritated with Angin actually being hypnotized without yeah. her hormones having anything to do with it yeah well yeah because she's because, just the logical one right have like it be that like like guess what every time i anytime i'm like something offends me or i'm pissed it's like when if so, that's the same equivalent of someone's like, oh, are you PMSing? Ugh. Um, no, I'm allowed to be angry. I'm no, allowed you're to just be sad. An idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 
I'm allowed to be all of those things whether I am on my period or not. Whether yeah. like, you know, know. It's, and it's and again, it doesn't like you said, it doesn't discount those things. Like, yeah, I do find certain things like <laughs> closer to my period where I'm like, sure, that will just annoy me more. Like I get more clumsy which really makes me mad because then I'll end up dropping something or whatever. And then I get like annoyed with myself. Uh-huh. But I tend to be more clump for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I tend to get more clumsy around that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so yeah, I will get more irritated about that. And that is more related to that. But right. I'm also just allowed if something happens just because, just because I may or may not be on my period has nothing to do yep. with me being allowed to be angry about that without someone being like, you're overreacting. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's that same idea as like, yeah, she does just get to be irritated with her husband and not because she's pregnant. Like, it doesn't always have to be because she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, And I think maybe, maybe the idea was because of all the things you described about Pearl, that would somehow make it funnier that she's right. now the polar opposite right but it, it yeah you're right it missed the mark because it's just insulting because it's like yeah um she did not have an alien take over her body you know what i mean right like yeah she's just uh, pregnant yeah why is it this thing where suddenly she's supposed to be this completely different person mm-hmm. i just i just don't think it's funny yeah personally yeah and i'm kind of tired of it yeah <laughs> so i agree i i wasn't sure how much i couldn't remember how much we've talked about that in the past but i just feel like every episode they're continuing it even mm-hmm. in small ways and i'm just thinking you know the the gender thing was like cute and funny and it was a sweet thing for the two of them mm-hmm. so like do go in that direction do yeah. things like that where yeah. it's about the baby and it's not about pearl losing her mind because yeah. of the hormones yeah, it just exactly. and also can we can she start looking pregnant please I know. I was because if because if, if Edna the gender, she's got to be at least sixteen, 16 weeks, weeks along, mm-hmm. if now, not twenty, if, if not closer to twenty. And Edda has made it clear she suffered through Sarkon's amnesia for months. Yes. So if she's sixteen to to twenty weeks along, that's four months. Yeah, she would have at least a little a belly little at that bit. time. Yeah, even with little cute tiny pearl, mm-hmm. uh, little bashak, like put put a little pillow in there yeah. or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah, like yeah. And they've got her in these uh-huh. these cute you know form fitting dresses, and uh-huh. she looks fabulous. But at the same time, I'm thinking. Listen, <laughs> she would at least look a tiny bit pregnant by uh-huh. now. Even if she carries small, she yeah. would at least have a just, little baby bump. Just a little, little throw, one. just a little throw pillow, just something <laughs> little. Uh, so yeah, that. Um, and I did, you know what? I did love um, the cuteness, you know, because we did get some cutesy like domestic Ed Cerebro. Like when they're just sitting yes. and playing cards and talking like – I know. I liked that. Like, Me I really like, and not that you can't have a whole episode of that. It would be incredibly boring to just watch them play Go Fish or whatever they were playing yeah. for, you know. But I did like that because, again, they did get to start to have a bit of a conversation mm-hmm. before they got interrupted by what's her face. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, I liked that. I really liked um, how cute he kept wanting to, like, break the rules, you know, like, mm-hmm. or oh, the rules still in place. And he's like, no, yeah. come take a nap with me. Come snuggle. Or even 
I loved what was implied at when they're talking after the whole fake, you know, hypnosis thing. And he's like, well, rules were made to be broken and we've got that caravan. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Well, even earlier in the episode when it's the whole nap thing uh-huh. and he's saying, it, he, she's like, oh, you would never sleep during the day. And he's like, yeah, but I'm willing to now. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're going to have some sleep, some nice, uh-huh. some nice rest, Sarkhan. <laughs> or an afternoon delight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I that was really cute. Just like that sweet, yeah. cute see like flirting and stuff mm-hmm. um i and really those, i feel like those are the the really nice moments in a relationship too yeah where you're just hanging out together mm-hmm. and maybe you have a cup of coffee and yeah. you watch a movie or you just talk it's those are the little moments and so yes. being able to see those those things on screen is really nice it really is it really is i yeah. agree is zuzu playing with a toy no, it's my stinking chair. I'm so oh, sorry. I thought it was like my a squeaky chair toy. Is so noisy. <laughs> but I can't sit still when we record and I'm I can't either. moving around. No, I can't but either. I understand. My my chair's like, like <laughs> making all these noises. Well, I'll I'll noise reduce it. So maybe they so if you guys don't hear it and don't know what we're talking about, no big deal. But I was like, is Zuzu like squeaking on a little squeaky no. toy? She's can you see her on the couch? She's just laying down. Oh, in the corner there? Yeah, her little face <laughs> is all tucked and smushed. That's funny. Oh, Zuzu. No, Jack didn't want to come hang sad. out. Jack didn't want to hang out in here with me because my parents are here. So he's out in like the living room with them. But um, yeah. So um, I mean, honestly, that's kind of it. Like I know. There, there isn't wasn't much. No, there really isn't much. And, you know, again, I, we understand. And I think we made it clear how they could have made it a little better for the crappy hand they were dealt. But mm-hmm. honestly, like uh, – the fact that we're getting a summer season, um, I'm glad because imagine if this had to have been a rushed series finale. Like mm. that would have been the freaking worst. Like, um, especially oh, especially with everybody getting COVID. Yeah, exactly. Nightmare. There would not have been able to be like a proper really farewell off to everyone's stories. So yeah. I'm very so it's like well, honestly, it's kind of hard for me to be mad about the season finale because yeah, me you know. Too. We're going to get, whether it's a small handful, a whole summer, whatever, we're going to have a at least a handful of episodes yeah. to, you know, go down this journey. So, you know, I, I'm i feeling hopeful about summertime and for that. And um, yeah, me too. Because I think the break will do good for not just the cast, but, mm-hmm. you know, for, I mean, they've been working tirelessly and endlessly since, you know, like for a year now. I know we didn't see episodes until July, but. You've right. got rehearsals and meetings and all this other stuff beforehand. So, um, you know, it's basically been a year and I think it'll be good for g- getting to regroup and not having to write a whole script within a week. Yeah. You know, like we can mm-hmm. actually really regroup and kind of plan out like what we want the story arc to be for the summer. In the long run. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, so that's what I'm hoping happens is it's like I what I really hope is and I know some of you are probably going to hate to hear this. But what I really hope is that Fox and MF Yapum have already decided, like, we're going to have X number of episodes over the summer and then right. the show ends. We, yeah. I just hope it's something they haven't told us yet. But, like, mm-hmm. they already have in their heads, like, mm-hmm. it's going to be five episodes, eight episodes, ten episodes, whatever it is. Yep. They have it in their heads. And then that way they can plan 
yeah the writing team can plan from start to finish like a complete yes a complete arc that then leads to a well fleshed out finale that's not rushed because it was canceled you know one episode two episodes out um we can only hope so yeah, that's what I hope because honestly be. I can't take another separation and the reality is if this show continues to go on and on and on we're going to see another separation and at this point just as much as Sarkon lying to Edda wasn't mm-hmm. believable another separation between them will not be believable it just won't it oh man that would be the worst I I feel it would like, have to be I, I'm sure there's an exception to every rule but it would have to be something so, I don't know. It would have to be something very I, it, specific and ve- <sighs> I know. See, I, I don't know that I – it's really hard for me to believe that I would be okay with another separation mm-hmm. at this point. With right. The, with the gravity of the things that they have dealt with as a couple. Right. I – I want them to just be able to be married and have some time together and deal with whatever marital issues are going right. to come their way. And health and, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Have it be, yes, maybe it's them dealing with his health issue. Mm-hmm. Have it be that. Have yeah. that be the big the big capital C conflict yeah. for the remaining episodes. Well, And I would be totally okay with that. Yeah. But – a separate – I just don't know if I could handle another separation. I really don't know if I could. I don't either. And I wrote this back on April 6th um, when we found out for sure we were getting a summer season. Mm-hmm. And my hope – this was the hope that I wrote. I said, um, what I would like is 39 for Edda to learn of the tumor, which I guess we did get that technically. <laughs> um and then I, my argue is for a major time jump, which I know a lot of people are against. But I said, for 40, we start off one year later. And I said, no, I'm not trying to copy EK. They did not invent time jumps. So let's just squash that right there. But 40 would begin with Edser in the positive aftermath of one year of fighting Sercon's brain tumor. Well, maybe there were treatments, surgeries, physical therapy, like, and those are all things that happened in the one year gap that we're jumping ahead of. Mm-hmm. And these summer episodes can be of them doing stuff they didn't get to do over the last year. Simple things like cooking together, sitting in their favorite cafe, going on little getaways, stargazing in Antalya, even working and running their company. But every time they do something, it could trigger a flashback to that same time last year. Like, they're stargazing in Antalya, but maybe this time last year, they were in a hospital room and, you know, uh, Sarkon had just come out of surgery, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, or maybe there's flashes back to Sarkon being so sick from treatment that he couldn't eat or sleep or keep anything down. We'll see, like, bits and pieces of what he and Edda were facing, all while getting to experience the happy times that they worked so hard for now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe another time they're drawing blueprints and it could flash back to the previous year after an experiment, uh, after an experimental or dangerous surgery where maybe he had to go to physical therapy to relearn some things like how to properly draw and write. And maybe like Edda's help, Edda helps him through that. And so like them drawing blueprints, simple blueprints a year later is like a huge major like feat and accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And it says maybe another time they're celebrating an anniversary and it flashes back to their last anniversary where Serkan tried to tell Edda to leave him, to go live her life and be free. Maybe he even tried to drive her away because he felt like he'd just be a burden. But we all know our strong and stubborn Pericas would never leave him. These are just a few examples, but it would be a great way to bring purposeful angst and emotional drama that actually makes sense. While we also get to experience the happier times that can make us laugh for a summer rom-com that are essential to a romance as well. We're experiencing the lows and hard times already knowing they made it through it. So it could be a, basically a par- this season two could be a summer of parallels flashing between the then and now until we reach the end of the summer and therefore the series itself and we get their HEA. It's the mm-hmm. best of both worlds, angst and heartache, but they face it all together. No breakup or separation necessary. So. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they, they very well could do a similar thing without the time jump and having we could see them deal in real time with it i mean that would probably be a lot more dramatic and more angst on the screen than happiness but it could also be a situation where it you know they get married and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the the catalyst for that and because of that we're seeing them deal together them against the world this is something we've asked for many many times uh-huh. in the, these shows where it's not a conflict between the two of them but it's them against an outer um what am i thinking not antagonist but pretty for for lack of a better word yes um so it's you know maybe they maybe they fly to italy for his treatment and it's kind mm. of them traveling around as he's getting treated or mm-hmm. they do go to to france or i even if it's like like you said i would be okay with the whole treatment aspect being really abridged mm-hmm. and maybe we're seeing it for one episode right. and then we're past it i would be perfectly okay with that because then we're, we know that it's dealt with and we know yeah. that it's over with and may yes maybe they're dealing with the aftermath but mm-hmm. that's not going to be nearly as heavy content as us actually seeing him go through his treatment right because that is not easy stuff to see no, and not at all. it's all like a long long hard road so it'll be really interesting to see which way they choose to go with it mm-hmm. um because yeah i mean i think either way if they did a time jump like you said and did th- these parallels then we're not having to see episode after episode after episode of them dealing with this yeah <laughs> i don't think that you know how much of that could we really be put through too um agreed yeah but I, my my only thing for the next season my like one true hope is that they don't separate them, them again yeah i honestly don't care about anything else uh-huh. i just want them mm-hmm. to be able to have their relationship to have those moments they don't even have to get married. Like, I don't even care. Even if they're just, I would love for her to have her ring back. So if they could at least get engaged, Uh that would be nice. I I do have a little thread going (laughs) that I just was like, I'm going to be adding to this thread regularly as I think of things for my wish list for summer. Yeah. Um, And one of the first things I wrote was bringing the rings back. I do want, I do want their, I, again, we talked about what we appreciate what their tattoos symbolize. Sure. And what we hope they were conveying to us with the right. viewers with that. Um, but regardless, I I want – I need the rings back. Like, he had hers engraved with 
or his engraved with her name before they're even together. And like he picked out that flower ring because he knew it was like it, he knew it was fitting for her. Like I know, you know, I know. Um, so, so I'm like, they both of those rings just symbolize so much that they've been through that they they need to make a comeback. They do, and I really would love some just domestic bliss with the two of them. I mean, ideally, they would buy the doctor's house, and that's where they would have that domestic bliss, mm-hmm. and they would live together there, and everything would be good between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Whatever outward conflicts they're facing, maybe they take another trip. Back to Apollo's temple, and yes, that's where he proposes. I want that so badly. That I would love that if he proposed there, and mm-hmm. they sat out under the stars again. I mean, I we kind of said we weren't going to do this, but I guess we're kind of going. There. We're doing I, it. I, well, and, and on, I'll be honest. I haven't really thought much about season two. I mm-hmm. haven't been like, I want this to happen, and I want this to happen, and I want this to happen. Um, I really haven't done that um, because. I don't have a lot of demands for, for next season. I don't have a lot of things. I I think I'm so jaded. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. But I I'm gonna be 100 right now, guys. I didn't think I was gonna say this publicly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to figure but, out what you're about to say right now. <laughs> I just haven't been as invested in the show as I was, obviously, at the beginning. Yeah. I am still down for, like, like I I love doing the podcast, and I am going to keep watching until the end, but it's been really hard for Mm -hmm. me to get as excited. Like, I'm not deep in the content every day. Yeah. I am not searching for fragments. I am not searching for little things. I and I just have kind of gotten past that point because yeah. of the storytelling and yeah. because of what happened to the show. And, be, and, and it's been – it's it just – I feel bad about it and it kind of sucks because mm-hmm. of how much – I really, truly loved the show at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel guilty because we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I should be 100% on board and really excited all the time about the show. And the fact is, I'm just not. Yeah. And I think because of that, I'm not thinking, oh, season two, what do I want ha- What do I want to happen? I'm just thinking, well, I hope season two is good. <laughs> yeah. I, I- Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> and I really don't think you're alone in that. I mean – yeah. Yeah, even even everyone who is, you know, constantly, you know, on DZLand Twitter and, you know, in the know and things that are happening, mm-hmm. I think even that's true for a lot of them. Not everyone. I'm, I think there are people who are just like, I love the show no matter what and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think you're really alone in that. I mean, I think our episodes from 29 to 36 make Show it pretty that. clear where yeah. we stood with a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we both vocalized that there were things like there were going to be breaking points for us that if something happened, mm-hmm. that we'd be done. Like, you know, so yeah. I don't I don't think it's really that much of a shock for you to say that. And I think a lot of people have um, mostly stuck around for Honker and not mm-hmm. Ed Sarah. Um yeah. and you know, and it, I, I think that was true for us for a good chunk of it. Um, however, uh, I and I think you too 
I look forward to seeing a lot more Ed Sarah in these ep- in these next episodes. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, when it's like, oh, that was totally Hong Care. Oh, that was totally Hong Care. Which, you know, don't get me wrong, love them. Right. But, but th- regardless of what people might want to think, <laughs> Senchal Kapama is not Honda and Karim's story. Right. Senchal Kapama is Edda and, and Serkan's story. story. Yeah. And so – you know, while there are – it's cute to see, oh, Karem leapt out. Oh, Hande leapt out. Like, especially when they're breaking character and, like, laughing at something. Like, they're – like, with this episode, it was cute and funny. But I – you know, I don't – I don't always want to see that. I want to see Edda and Sarah Khan. Um Right. You know? That's why we came to the story in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're going to keep th- – I, I would hope that's why we want to finish the story. Yeah. Is for Ed Sarah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I totally think that's fair. And – um. I know I'll just I'll I wasn't going to bring it up but I will just briefly but um cuz I think I've made it very clear on Twitter our stance and all of that. I know a lot oh. of you guys were begging on <laughs> like a lot of people were like don't even talk about 39 just talk about Hong Care like be, and I will say listen a lot it feels like a lifetime has passed since last Saturday like <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> from the airing of the episode to everything that happened just in a week yeah a lot has happened yeah. um I, I I don't want to really break into it too much because a lot of what happened was invasion of privacy and stepping way, 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 way over the line. It's yeah. it's one thing, you know, and we do – we absolutely have done this, you know, where we're, like, giggling and laughing about their Instagram lives and, like, oh, when he said this and the way he looked at her or when he – of when course. he made When he made that comment and, like, basically told us, oh, you know I love my country, ha, ha, ha. I yeah. I like doing that because that's content they are willingly giving us. Yes. When people are um either hacking into or have a buddy in the airline who is posting flight logs, when people are calling resorts or looking for other influencers who are also staying at resorts in a mm-hmm. certain place, Mm-hmm. And being like, hey, here's pictures of this couple. Can you go find them and send me footage of them? Oh, my gosh. When other guests realize there are famous guests at the resort they're also staying at mm-hmm. and are um, pretending to take selfies or their own video, but really they're stealthily recording someone in the background. Oh, yikes. Um, I didn't realize that was happening. Yeah. Um, no, we're not about that. Like, No, and not at all. I can't get excited about Things like that because it's not happening with their consent or even knowledge. Um, and so I don't want to rain on the exciting Han Care Parade because they have given us content. You right. know, like uh, he, Karem first posted, you know, that he was getting lost. Although I feel like that just launched all the crazy, even though all he did was post a picture from a boat in the water. Um, you know, but then they started posting more and more stuff and like they – we're totally bantering back and forth in the comments uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. And that's all fun, cute stuff. Like, yes. I enjoy that. And that is what I get excited about when I see it. Is that I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, look at these two, like, practically flirting in the comments. Mm-hmm. Because the fact of the matter is, you know they're doing that for us. Because if, yeah. they're, if they're literally physically next to each other, they can just flirt in person. <laughs> Right. Oh, having if a comment. They are. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I I actually have talked about this in a text. I would laugh hysterically if they were just pulling a fast one on us. I really would. Um and I know Bar- 
I know part of you kind of is like, <laughs> you kind of hope for that. <laughs> I'm just such a, I, I'm just a brat. And I, <laughs> no, I understand. Chris, Kristen knows this. I've never been like a celebrity person no. who's like, oh my gosh, what's happening with, mm-hmm. with Brad and Jen? Uh-huh. What's happening? <laughs> Uh-huh. No, you I have not. Ne- I've never been like a celebrity ship person I, or like a celebrity person in general. I was like, just like, in general, you have shows that you like and then – Yes. And you appreciate and you appreciate good acting and good th- – But Absolutely. you've never been like, oh, like, okay, for example, you guys, Ashley got me into breaking – pretty much every show or movie I probably love is probably because of Ashley, but <laughs> – like, Ashley really got me into Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. Okay. So at, when I – and I was, like, binging it because it had already ended by the time uh-huh. I started watching it. And then for, like, however long <laughs> period of time, I was super into Aaron Paul. Yes. Like, I was super all obsessed. about Aaron Paul. Yeah. Like, Ashley, even when she watched it, was never like, OMG, Aaron Paul. Like, right. unless it was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he did this – this episode was so incredible because his acting or, you right. know – um. Or Brian Cranston in this scene was so like you felt that and this that yes. that's more you. Whereas yeah. I am also like, oh my gosh, those things are amazing. But then I'm also like, like did you know? Oh that- my gosh, in real life, did you know when uh-huh. he met his wife? <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, that's like, and that's just always been. That's always been it. So, right. It's funny because yeah. Ashley totally gets me into like these shows or movies I do and then I'm like oh no stop stop you but then you're going too far you're you've gone past me now but then <laughs> I am like Ashley let me tell you all this insider info about the show or movie yeah. that you had no idea about because yeah. I just like get into it and that's just kind of deep diving I do yeah. I totally do and that's just that's just us so you know and I can I can you know, appreciate those things on just the level that they're entertainment and I like mm-hmm. them and that's fine. So that's that's how I, my take has always been about mm-hmm. celebrities. And I think I honestly wonder if the root of it is that I would hate to have my privacy so um, mm-hmm. neglect so what, what's ignored the ignored mm-hmm. yes like I really enjoy my privacy and yeah I'm a very private person and so thinking about if somebody were doing that to me is just an absolute nightmare yeah I would I, I don't even can't even imagine what I would do or how I would feel if yeah. somebody was invading my privacy to that level yeah so I think because of that I've always felt like well, you know, they're they're still people and mm-hmm. they need to be able to have lives apart from what they are on screen mm-hmm. and what they show as a character or mm-hmm. as a celebrity in their public persona. So because of that, I have been much less invested in the Hong Care situation from mm-hmm. the start. And what I say on the podcast is very much the reality that I just want them to be happy. Like, yeah. I, I really, truly hope that as people, they're happy whether they're together, whether they're apart. Yeah. We all know that relationships are complicated. So even if they are together now, it could be a potential that they're not going to be together forever. That's just a reality. Oh, everyone, as as, everyone that just heard you say that is probably like hanging and, and hanging an evil eye. <laughs> But the the fact of the matter is that uh, of course you know you want to see any relationship last because right. that's that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You want people to be together for decades upon decades. Absolutely. And when you've seen them on screen together, they're a gorgeous couple. Mm-hmm. They have this insane chemistry. They obviously get along really yeah, well. Yeah, they off hit screen. it. They hit it off like it seems like they hit it off right away. I mean, to the point where it's like if 
if he was comfortable having to end a meeting because he ate a kilogram and a half of plums. <laughs> right. Like, you know, and then to tell that story later, there's clearly a level of comfort between them. Absolutely. Um, and that yeah. shows through on screen. That shows through when they're posting in their stories or when they decide to do Instagram lives for us. Like, right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. But so there, there, there is just a level that I will never reach when yeah. it comes to shipping to yeah. people in real life. Yeah. Um, and so I think because of that, the brat side of me is like, lol, like, LOL, what if they're just trolling everybody mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> you guys are going to hate me. I <laughs> I told Kristen, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know what, what if say. they're, what <laughs> if they're really dating other people and they introduced the, each other to the other person that they're dating and they're just all really buds and they hang out together and they're all on vacation together and this is <laughs> just them, <laughs> just them trolling everybody being like, haha, let's see what, how we can make them crazy today. Oh my God. <laughs> Amanum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what if Ominum is really like a secret code for them being like, ha ha, look at these idiots. <laughs> All these fans are big, big dummies. Ominum, let's see oh what they ta- what they do with it today. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the part of part of me wants oh them to gosh. be like secretly really diabolical about this whole situation. Uh-huh. But I <laughs> listen, but y'all. That's just me being a brat. Let me let me calm your spirits if this is upsetting you. Um, Karem has, on more than one occasion, but one very recently, basically said he does. He thinks that PR stuff like that is ridiculous. Right. Um, he would not participate in that. He's like, and he said, like, we're human beings, not basically yes. like pawns to be, you know. Um, and good for him and yes yeah so here's the thing I I personally don't believe that's what the case is (laughs) they're not trolling us me speculating Um, wildly being like what if they're just yeah for fun trolling everybody yeah totally for fun seeing what clowns everybody are yeah Yeah. absolutely um you know so I I'm trust me guys I'm excited I'm (laughs) but I wasn't conveying that as much because I really was very disheartened, to say the least, and upset right. to see the level at which certain people went. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to lump the whole fandom together. That's not no. fair. Um, but there were people that crossed way too many lines mm-hmm. way too many times. And it was like, I'm very disturbed by this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I – I don't know. I want to be hopeful and say people have learned, hopefully learned their lessons, um, that this isn't okay, um, that there are boundaries and privacy and respect that still need to be put into place. So, um, yeah. So whatever, honestly, I just hope, like, the first thing I thought of truly, and I I texted this to Ashley before, Mm -hmm. I think I tweeted it too, but I texted it to you first. Was when I was like, oh, if he actually is in the – is it Maldives or Maldives? I thought it was Maldives. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Um, so my thing was like, oh, then I hope he gets to do that thing with his long hair coming out of the water that he talked about. Like wanting to yeah. just be able to like come up out of the water and like shake his head and his hair just goes – that was literally the first thought in my head was like, I hope he gets to do his water thing that he talked right. about. Um, You know. 
So obviously they've been dropping us breadcrumbs and little yes. things like pretty much every day. So, yeah. you know, that is very exciting. But those are the things that I enjoy are those. Not um, creepy, grainy cell phone footage um, that yeah. some rando took and is now spreading like wildfire um, all over the internet. So you won't you won't see us talking about those things. You won't see us posting about that stuff because that just crosses way too many lines and yeah. for me is not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, yeah. So anyways, yeah. so if if that wasn't clear this week, listen, I love them. I hope they are so happy and enjoying mm-hmm. their vacation together in whatever – whatever context context that is like Mm -hmm. i just hope they're enjoying their time away and and relaxing yeah rejuvenated they've been working so hard so so hard so so hard in a really weird year yeah yeah really weird circumstances like and they're gonna dive right back into those same circumstances come Mm -hmm. you know i think they actually start filming again in may so you know in just a few weeks like we don't get an episode till june but they're gonna be back to work within the next few weeks so Mm -hmm. um you know uh yeah so all that to be said we love hyundai we love karem yeah and we love hong karen whatever form that means whether it's just they're great co-stars they're great friends they're together yeah they're in love they whatever whatever that is like because yeah. yeah so i and i feel like we've we say that a lot like but i just want to sure. reiterate that especially after the craziness the of this week yeah yeah um so anyhow yeah um i think that's I pretty much covered it. a lot um i will i will give you guys a quick reminder because i think we haven't set an official date yet but i think next week is when we will do our wood sercon bowl at ever episode mm. So if you guys want to participate in that, um, we talked about what that really entails um, a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. But the Google form is still open. Uh, we'll probably close it sometime I next week. haven't it in a while. We have like 220. Oh my gosh. Wood Sercombola Evers. So, um, wow. and most of them are different. There's a few that are like repeats, you know, like a couple people sent in like the same idea. But okay. for the most part, I think they're pretty varied. So I think it's going to be. We're going to have a hard time choosing. It's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah, if you guys want to participate in that and give us some scenarios of would Sercombo lot ever, uh, <laughs> I will. the link to the Google form will be in the episode notes for you to participate in that. And then mm-hmm. um, we'll have a more fleshed out plan of when we're going to do that episode next week. Yeah. And we'll have that announced on our social media. So yep. we just got to kind of work around like work and travel schedules still. So mm. just – Bear with us, um, but we are going to try to bring you, you know, some content uh, during the break where we're not just missing for two months. Um, yeah, we're just not sure what all that looks like yet. So, uh, all that to be said, thank you guys for being with us. This is officially the end of our season two of the podcast, right? Like, I mean, I unless we count the end of Central Kapama as the end of season two, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. How do we? How should we do that? I didn't even I think know. about that. Because I we're guess clearly professionals. Middle... <laughs> We've clearly talked about this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> we, yeah. I mean, these could just be bonus episodes, and then season two continues with the actual season two of Central Kapama. Yeah, I guess that's how. I guess that's what I assumed was that each show is each show is its own season of the of the. Yeah. All right, that's fair. And these could just be 
bonus filler episodes for the time being. Yeah, hopefully fun and something to uh, help help you guys get through the hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us in this weird discussion about whether it's the end of season two or not. Sorry, that was totally off the off the cuff. I just was thinking about that. But either, <clears throat> excuse me, either way. Thank you guys so much for just being here with us. Like people are continually still finding us and being like, oh my gosh, I've like binged all your Central Kapama episodes in like four days. Like, oh my gosh, I, my mind is like still blown by that. Like, yeah. Um, so we just have loved connecting with you guys. This has definitely been just a crazy year for the podcast. Like it's really blown up compared to what we had happening the first yeah. year. Yeah. And it's been really cool, like, the opportunities that it has opened up, the people we have been able to meet and connect with. Like, mm-hmm. we're just grateful for each and every one of you. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for sticking yeah. with us every week. Thank you for – it's so funny because, like, it blows my mind that I'm like, oh, my gosh, we just rambled on and on for X amount of time. And then you all are like, make it longer next time. And we're like, what? You want to hear us talking even more? Like, it just is still – mind-blowing to this day so um just thank you guys and we love you so much so we will be back um i'll say next week ish again Mm -hmm. look on our social medias for more concrete announcements when we figure out when we're going to do our would sarkhan bolat ever episode yeah but we will excited about that me too i'm very excited (laughs) about that one that one's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah and i think we're planning to do that one live yeah. 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 So I think that'll make it even more fun. I agree because I have a feeling the comments are going to be a riot. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lot more fun <laughs> to be able to interact with people for that. So for sure. anyways, just thank you guys. We love you all so much. We appreciate yes, you. Thank you. And thank you, thank you. as always, you know where to find links to everything in the episode notes. Um, Check out I – don't, I don't think I've plugged our merch in a while, but, you know, we mm. do have podcast merch. And if you are one of the Mirashle lovers like we are, uh, we do have Mirashle-inspired merch. That's our newest line. Um, but we've got all of our Central Kapama, EK, and yeah. um, by Yamlish inspired stuff in the Zazzle store, which you can find a link to in the episode notes. I will make an, a little uh, addendum to that. Some countries, not all of them, the link goes directly to the U.S. Zazzle store because that's where we're located. Mm. However – Canada and the UK, I know for sure, have their own Zazzle stores. So like if you go to Zazzle.ca and you're in Canada, I think your shipping prices and things like that will be a little bit cheaper because it's can- oh. it's Canada-based. I think the same for the UK. So check wherever you live. Make sure Zazzle doesn't have its own website for your country before just visiting our link. If it doesn't, then just use our link and you can get international shipping, no problem. But I just was like, oh, I think other countries, certain ones have like Zazzle stores where I think mm-hmm. it's priced better for them because they're not paying it's probably international more prices. Locally. Yeah. Right. So I just wanted to let you guys know that. So uh, check and see if your country has its own Zazzle website. So um, other than that, though, uh, we will be back soon with our hiatus special episodes. And yeah, just thank you guys. So until next time. Good or shooters. Post to call. Okay.